0: Andy Larson covers the Jazz for the great Salt Lake Trib and Salt Lake Shakers, and he's on the bench tonight. How you doing, Andy? Hey, I'm doing well. How about you? I'm good, brother. Hey, so I was talking about uh, the Jazz last night on the show. You know, uh, I think they won the game or whatever last night. They pulled away late. And I was, uh, you know, talking about how this is the game that they beat the Nets. I was watching it, and Mitchell had 30. And uh, Gobert had about 18 and 15. But the thing that I was talking about is how uh, that crowd there. Now, you've covered the team. Uh, th- they are a hostile bunch. I mean, to tell you, you go in there, you go to that building and play, you're going to have uh, – you're going to get the business full on from their fans. They are – I mean, I, I, you have to describe it to me. What what do you think of it? Because, uh, you know, there's been a lot of guys. Westbrook can't stand it there. He's had problems, this and that. I think they're great fans, but I I think they are hostile and they they get crazy. Am I am I off base with this?
1: No, you're you're not. You know that's that's totally kind of the rep that Vivian Arena and, and the Jazz have around around the NBA. You know, I think it's we we talked to Nets coach Kenny Atkinson before last night's game, and he said, "Yeah, this is the hardest tough hardest place to play in the NBA." And I think it's it's a couple of things, right? I mean, I think it's a fan base that doesn't have anyone else to, to support. You know, it's the only pro team here in Utah, and so I think there's a lot of emotion and a lot of good and bad emotion that comes out of that. I think it's a kind of uniquely constructed arena where I don't know if you've been here before, but it's the, the stands are kind of more vertical than you normally get in a basketball arena, and so it kind of feels like they're on top of you. And, and so as a result, just everything's a little bit closer to the action, and, and so,
0: it you know, you really kind of do feel... The the impacts of the fans uh, have on on a night to night basis. So uh, I thought the Bogdanovich winner the other night against the uh, Bucks was huge, and they are tough to play uh, in that building. Uh, but they're flat out; they're just a really good uh, basketball team. I think they're you know they're in first place in the Northwest. Uh, they've rattled off four in a row over you know the Nets, Warriors, and Bucks and Sixers. I think three of those teams are awesome. The Warriors now are like a high school team, which is staggeringly uh, noticeable. Like, they're just every night getting yeah. whacked. But those other teams are all really good. And the Jazz beating them, I think it says something, don't you?
1: Yeah, I do. And, you know, it's, it was kind of after two kind of disappointing wins before that, and one of them against the Clippers. Obviously, that's a good team. But I think coming back to win that game against uh, the, the Sixers and then, like you said, beating the Bucks. Uh, on, on that game-winning shot, you know, I, I think is really impressive. And it shows kind of that the Jazz can win games in multiple ways, I thought. You know, it, it's, they've, they've got kind of the league's best defense or in, in that top three again this year. Uh, and, and then now all, all of a sudden they've added these offensive weapons so you don't just have to rely on Donovan Mitchell anymore. You've got Bojan Bogdanovic, like you mentioned. You've got Mike Conley. You've got all these guys who can actually help out the offense in other ways. And so, you know, I think the Jazz have seen the fruits of that so far. Even if the offense hasn't, like, really figured it out all the way, you know, it being the first ten games or whatever, uh, you know, it, it's, it, they can kind of pull through and down the stretch in ways that they just
0: couldn't last season. So um, Andy Larson with us from the Salt Lake trip. Do you think you saw the Warriors Monday night and, and the, you know, Jazz beat them? <laughs> easily 122 108 or something like that. And yeah. Gobert did whatever he wanted. He was swatting shots. He he had like, I don't know, double double easy. So what did you think when you saw that Warriors team compared to seeing them before? Were you stunned to see how badly times have hit them?
1: <laughs> they look like imposters in those uniforms, right? I mean, yeah, c- completely and it it's it's one of those things where Draymond Green looks completely lost without having good players without, or around him. You know, I, I thought he's a, he's a legitimate all-star in his prime, but when he doesn't have a Steph Curry or Klay Thompson to set screens for and open up things for their offense, then defensively it's just like it's, it's a nightmare. I mean, I, I think they're the worst defensive team in the league. They've got all these G League guys who are trying to fit in and learn how to play you know professional basketball on the fly at the beginning of this regular season uh it's i mean right today they were down to eight players on their roster eight healthy guys that they can play i mean it it's, it's just kind of a nightmare and it, it's it's one of those things where i, I think it's uh, really unusual for an nba team to go from first to worst this quickly Um, but, hey, that's, I guess, kind of the the player movement era that we're in a little bit, and then obviously
0: the injuries, too. So they go to uh, Memphis uh, Friday night against Ja Moran, who hit a game winner at the buzzer tonight on the road in in Charlotte. My buddy went to that game in uh, Charlotte, and then you go back home to Salt Lake Shakers and have a home-and-home, I guess, on a Monday-Wednesday with Minnesota, and they're a tough team, and then Golden State, New Orleans at home. So uh, that's a nice little stretch, you know. Despite the long trip to Memphis, uh, that's a long trip to go to Memphis for one night and then fly all the way back. Don't you think? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's it's a long trip, but I think it's it's going to be kind of an emotional game because that's Mike Conley's return after playing 12 years in Memphis, and so you're you're not really sure ever how those games will turn out. You know, uh, I, I think the fan base will be pretty pro Mike Conley after you know what he gave them as their franchise's leading scorer um, and, and you know I think we'll we'll see how that game turns out but I think you're right like the rest of the schedule and, and over the next week and a half or so are, are pretty winnable games I mean the Timberwolves have had a good start to the season so I, I don't think it's wise to say hey the Jazz should win both of those but probably one and one you know you split at home and road uh, on on that kind of back-to-back and then you're right like Pelicans Warriors back-to-back both of those games at home those are
0: Two easy wins that you, you really should chalk up at this point of the season, right? Yeah, no doubt. So uh, if you were to compare him, like I love Conley's game. I think he's sick. But I thought Ricky Rubio played well there. And he's doing well in Phoenix for sure with Baines and those guys Booker. And they've been surprising to say the least. Yeah. What do you think of Mike Conley comparing him to having Rubio?
1: Yeah, it's it's honestly just the threat of having Mike Conley, a guy who can shoot. Has opened up a ton for Donovan Mitchell for Bojan Bogdanovic and, and honestly even Rudy Gobert at the rim. I mean that was kind of the problem during the playoffs last year or you know the last two years when Ricky was at the point is that when it when it came really down to it you didn't have to defend him you know you could help off Ricky to stop Donovan from driving or whatever the, the situation was and and so uh, I, I you know that's the biggest difference I notice is you know I think both of those guys are pretty good passers both of those guys are pretty good decision makers. Conley's a lot smaller than Ricky Rubio is, you know, listed at six zero rather than six three like Rubio is, but um, is, is still a pretty good defender. But just that ability that Conley can hit open shots and Ricky Rubio can't always, I think, has kind of changed how defenses guard this Jazz team.
0: What do you think of Spida in his uh, development? Because he's uh, turned into a rock star. I love the way he just wants to get to the rack.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I and mean, like he's he's been so much more efficient this year, and you know, again it's eleven games, but uh the, his making more of his threes, he's getting to the rim, he's getting, like you say, to the free throw line more. That's what happens when you drive to the rim. Um and, and honestly I think his his defense has gotten a lot better. You know, when he was with the World Cup team with Greg Popovich, that was kind of apparently their focus over there is hey, we want you to be a defender, uh, the guy who uh, uh, guards the opposing best player. And, and so he's been much better on that end of the floor. So, you know, I think this is – there were, I think there was kind of some noise last year that Donovan Mitchell was kind of a star in name only, maybe a guy that got a shoe contract too soon and those kind of things, wins the dunk contest and has the athleticism but not really the juice behind his game. Uh, and, and he's turned that around so far this year. You know, he's, he's really been kind of as good as advertised and maybe even better.
0: So do you think um... – <laughs> that ingles game is going to get better i mean because like he honestly (laughs) because he was like eight to ten and now he's like somewhere around seven is he going backwards because i kind of like his game i don't know it's kind of disappeared though
1: yeah no it's funny like i mean so first of all he is kind of at the age where you might be worried about some regression but despite that you know he was put on kyrie irving last night as his primary defender down the stretch of the fourth quarter and, and Kyrie missed eight shots down the stretch of that game, eight shots in a row in the, in the fourth. So, um, you know, I, I think the clearly the shooting hasn't been there for the first eleven games, and I you know I, I'm not sure if that's because he's tired after playing in the World Cup. Although obviously Donovan Mitchell did too. Um, you know, if it's a he's played 82 games for the last three and a half seasons, he's currently got the league's longest consecutive game streak. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, his his game is not like athleticism based, right? So you'd think he'd still be able to shoot and get to the get to the rim in kind of the, the slow-mo Joe sort of way. But you're right, it's it's been a little bit uh he's been off the mark so far. And so we'll we'll see maybe it's the adjustment from going from the starting lineup to the bench, which is what he's done this year. But we'll see if he's able to pick it up. I, I personally think he'll probably be able to and, and maybe it takes a couple of weeks off. Maybe it takes breaking that consecutive game streak. But Um, you know, he's, he's, he's still a good skilled player. I mean, he, he really led Australia, him and Patty Mills to getting to the semifinals of of that world cup.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Andy Larson, lastly, I thought he looked good against Philly last week. He had a big game against them. And uh, last question real quick. uh, I got under a minute respectfully. Uh, Do they, they love Quinn Snyder? Does he like it there? Does he love it?
1: Yeah. He just signed that extension. And honestly, I think he's one of the top five coaches in the NBA with, so good with that defensive system that's been so elite for as long as he's been here and then offensively i think he runs some really creative stuff so he likes it here i think he's here for the long term obviously he signed the contract and it's looking good so far
0: all right hey andy great stuff tonight on the jazz should be an interesting game in memphis on friday night thanks for coming on the bench brother appreciate you hey no problem thanks sir all right uh andy larson from the uh salt lake Trib. this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance